All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question here on Tech Gumbo about a topic that that listener was interested in by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. But this week, instead of doing a listener question, we've got a guest on with us. We have Cody Worsham, who's the Associate Athletic Director and Chief Branding Officer for LSU Athletics. Cody, welcome to Tech Gumbo. Hey, good to be here. It's uh, it's gumbo weather right now, so I could really use a, uh, I'm seeing 49 degrees on the thermometer here. It feels colder than that, so you guys got me craving a nice warm bowl of chicken sausage or, or seafood. I wouldn't be picky right now, to be honest with you. Both sound fantastic. Speaking of sounding fantastic, just all of the different content that's come out of the athletic department in the past few weeks, this was really born out of the fact that I was on Twitter after the Alabama game and just saw all the different really cool posts that you guys had done wherever there was the game-winning two-point play, wherever all the different angles were, were pieced together with the, the call from ESPN laid over the top, or there was the call from the LSU announcer with the seismograph reading underneath it, and you could see wherever the crowd scores and the seismograph registers it, and just all these different really cool ideas and just how much traction it was generating and so you know we said let's let's get that guy on let's figure out you know what what their secret sauce is and how did they get to be yeah again happy to be on and just to give you the breakdown of some of those things one it's a product of the brand that we have and i can't i know it's in my title i can't take credit for that brand that brand is built a long time ago i'm just fortunate to to be a steward of it in a small way but the lsu brand you know you think about you know, those three letters, those two colors, purple and gold, the, the, the state that we represent, it's powerful. And so it already resonates in a different way and how unique and distinct and authentic it is. But then, two, I think we do a good job of capitalizing on it. We have a really good team that is very, very competitive. They look at what everyone else in the country does. They want to be the best. And so there's there's a long story to how, you know, all those camera angles, that's a lot of camera people, right? That's a lot of creative content producers that we've invested in. But it, to me, it all starts at the top with Scott Woodward and Kelly Zinn, Virg Osbury, our, our leadership in athletics. They believe in in content. They believe in the importance of telling your story, defining your brand to the world. And so with that belief and investment, we've been able to to do a lot of cool things, and a lot of fun things. And it's, it's been an exciting year for us, for sure. Now, you mentioned you've got your team. How many people do you have on your team? You know, it's a lot when you when you factor in students because students contribute a lot. Obviously, being in an academic setting, you want to 
give them an opportunity to develop. You, you talk full-timers, you talk graphic designers, photographers, videographers. You add up all those people and it's probably in the 50s when you're talking, wow. including students. When you're talking full-time, you're probably closer to 15 to 20 that are dedicated full-time uh, everyday workers, but it's it's a big team, but it's a really talented team from people that do our video, the people that run our social media accounts or do our social media strategy, our graphic designers, photographers. There's a really talented core group, and then they empower the students to go out and do a lot of work for us too. So it's it's a uh, it's a big group and a very talented group. So this push that we, you're on right now, what was it like to begin that? Where did that initial surge come from? How has this vision began? How did you get to this place? Yeah, I, you know, I certainly am not the one that started it. I came to LSU in 2018, kind of as a storyteller. I was a writer by trade, and I was asked to come in and, and basically tell stories for, for LSU athletics. So it was to record podcasts, to write feature stories, to come in and help grow our brand with our fans and connect with our fans. I think that was the very start nationally in college athletics, that was a time where a lot of athletic departments were looking uh, at the landscape of media and saying, you know what, we, we have an opportunity to tell our own story rather than let others tell our story for us. So we're going to invest in that. So I was brought in right around the same time. Matt Tornquist was a, he's a video producer that we have. He's now our director of post-production. He was brought in a few months before me. They brought in Lindsey Thompson, a graphic designer, a few months before that. So that investment began then under different leadership. But as I sort of came through the athletic department, where it sort of blew up was the 2019 football season, where obviously we had a great story to tell. And we didn't really have the structure in place at the time. We had myself, we had Matt, we had Lindsey, we had Brandon Barrio, who ran the football social media accounts. We had Will Stout, who was a student who was making the hype videos that were very popular. We had kind of a a conglomeration of, you know, individuals coming together to work on things. But after that season, we kind of looked around, we were like, we did this this year. And look, all credit to that team. Like that was Joe Burrow, that was Jamar Chase, that was Justin Jefferson. Those guys carried the load. We were just there to capitalize on it. But we looked at that and said, look, the next time this happens, let's have a team that can take that even further. And so we started having those conversations and it's a credit to Stephanie Remp, our former deputy AD, who's now the AD at Nevada. It's a credit to Scott Woodward. It's a credit to Verge Osbury and, and them for hearing out our vision and then investing in that. So I would say around, oh, let's it all kind of bl blends together at this point. But around late 2020 is when we really started having the conversations post-COVID. Now that we've shown what we can do, now that things are starting to get closer to normal, let's plan out what the next couple of years looks like. And so we started figuring out ways to generate revenue off of our content and then reinvest some of that revenue into building a bigger team, building a better team so that we could tell stories, so that we could serve our sports as student athletes and just grow that LSU brand. So do you do just the athletics or do you do the academic social media as well? Yeah, so we're, we're only athletics. However, the word around LSU these days is alignment. And I'll say this, President Tate has come in with incredible leadership and got kind of pulled everyone in the same direction. And so we don't necessarily cross over with the academic side. They have their own team, but our collaboration is, is really strong. And I think you're seeing that across LSU right now with President Tate's leadership. The collaboration 
you know, I, I'm teaching a, a class in the Manship School this semester, right? And so I'm able to talk with people in the Manship School and understand how they're looking at social media from an academic sense and a research sense. I can bring that back to my team. We work very closely with the university side as well. So I know what their stories that they're trying to tell and the president's Pentagon platform that he's he's building right now with, with academics. So we try to tie that back in. We've had directors of admissions on the university side give us fantastic ideas to our recruiting staff or when they're going on the recruiting trail and talking to prospective student athletes. What does LSU have to offer on an academic side? They've given us great bits there. So while we don't work with them day to day, there's there's a lot of collaboration there. That's super cool. For all the people who are out there, the high school students or who want to get into this and they say, okay, you know, if I want to join that LSU team as a student and become part of that content creation team, what are tools they can learn? What are skills they can be doing? How can they be developing these things? Because a large portion of that next generation wants to be in that social media sphere. How can they get started on that early? Yeah, I think there's a couple things you can do, and that's a great question. One, I think you have to develop the skill of being able to learn skills. That's its own skill, right? The 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 ability to be a lifelong learner, to be to be a autodidact, to teach yourself skill sets, right? So I think myself personally, I'm a writer by trade. One, I'll say this, I think if you can write, there's a job for you somewhere because writing is a distillation of a lot of other skills. It's the ability to think clearly, it's the ability to organize your thoughts, to communicate succinctly and effectively, to understand narrative and how narrative evolves. Those skill sets apply across a number of disciplines, right? So if you're you know, interested in any kind of storytelling, one, write. Read all the time, write as much as you can, write every day, constantly practice and develop that habit. Find a writer that you admire, read their stuff constantly, develop their habits. But it's not just writing, right? So I think go on YouTube and learn how to use Adobe After Effects, learn how to use Premiere Pro, learn how to you know shoot something on your phone and upload it to your computer and edit it there, right? There's YouTube videos everywhere. We have a great producer on our staff that says he went to YouTube University and he, he has a college degree, but he uses that YouTube University degree a lot more because it's the ability to see a piece of content you like, think to yourself, how did that person do that? And then break down the skills that it took. And so once you can self-teach, that's the biggest thing, you know, the ability to be versatile, the ability to record a podcast, right? I'm going to learn how to free software. I'm going to download Audacity and learn how to, you know, record a podcast into a high quality mic, a compressor mic, condense the audio after, put an intro on it, put an outro on it, stitch clips together, right? These are, these are all skills that if you can do a lot of things, you're going to find a spot. So I would just say find, find a role model, a habit hero, somebody that does something you would want to do. And, and learn from them, whether you can connect with them directly, whether you can learn from them on YouTube, uh, see someone who's doing it, figure out how to how they do it. And then what you'll find is as you start doing it, you'll put your own flair on it. You'll put your own style on it. And you'll develop your own little habits and, and, and storytelling techniques and edits that you like. You kind of take from others and then add your own. That's that's really all art is, right? Is it's, it's it's all theft and then reappropriation and doing it your own way, right? And putting your own spin on it. So that's that's the biggest thing is do. Find someone you like what they're doing and do what they're doing. So I'm sure you guys have a lot of different things that you track. What are some of the different metrics that, that y'all are really interested in? Yeah, so we've really tried to be more strategic with how we're looking at numbers this year. That's something that we really started in January. We realized probably in 2020, 2021, that we were really good at what we did, 
but a lot of it was intuitive and intuition is great and it's still probably the primary decision maker that we use when we're deciding what to put out when to put it out where to put it out but we also realized that intuition isn't everything and that you probably need some data to support your decisions so really we spent probably three or four months shopping around and saying hey who's the best at getting data that we can use we ended up landing with a, a group called sprinkler and I, I really enjoy what they do they're really more of a customer experience platform but they have a strong social and, and marketing arm and so we're able to zoom in on a lot of things and really what we find is we're looking at engagements we're looking at impressions we're looking at reach and a lot of times what we're doing is we're looking at what doesn't work because we kind of know what works right like if you beat alabama and you play <laughs> a video after you beat alabama that's going to work right now that you can be somewhat strategic with it and hey, we need to post a little bit more and capitalize off of this. But again, most of that, that's intuition. What we do a lot of is looking at what doesn't work. We look at our least engaging content. All right, why didn't this work? Why didn't this get the impressions that, that we thought it would? Was it the time that we put it out? Well, let's look at some other posts that we put out at that same time on similar days. Was there something going on? Is it because the graphic didn't quite have the pop? Is it because the video was off the mark with the message? That's really, we're, we're kind of eliminating from the bottom up right now. And then doing our best to capitalize on, on those great moments, like when you beat Alabama, when you beat Florida. So really, that's where data helps us the most is trimming the fat and figuring out, all right, this is the stuff that doesn't work. Let's do less of that. Here's the stuff that does work. Let's do more of that. And really, it's the less obvious stuff that works. It's not the the beating Alabama postgame video. We know that's going to do well. It's the random TikTok post that we posted you know, a basketball player doing a cool move. Okay, we thought that would work, but wow, it really worked. Like, let's do more individual short form content, right? Let's make sure it's getting to this platform at this time. That's how we use the data. So a lot of it is looking at impressions, looking at reach, looking at those engagement rates, seeing how much time people are watching videos. That's something we can do now, you know, rather than just seeing, hey, this video got 50,000 views. Hey, this video got it was a minute long. It got 50,000 views, but it only got 5,000 views through 30 seconds. Why did we lose them? Like, what, what do we need to do to keep them engaged for 30 seconds? Because this other video, you know, it only did 25,000 views, but it actually had 15,000 through 30 seconds. So maybe there was something else there that we can learn from. So it's really looking at some of those numbers and using it to make better decisions as we move forward. That's so interesting. What are the ways in which you guys are setting up these students who are in the NIL deals? that this is one of the big things that is really coming with this next generation as well. How can LSU and you as the, the brand and creative services really make sure that we're highlighting them and their messages? Yeah, you know, when the NIL era began, our message was we've been doing this for forever, right? LSU's always embraced the individual brand of its student athletes. That goes back to Pistol Pete, Shaquille O'Neal, Billy Cannon. I mean, this goes back way before me. It's always been part of LSU's DNA is to promote the individual student athlete within the broader context of the athletics program. There's other places that don't do that. We're proud of that. We're proud that when you come here, we're going to elevate your platform. So our role in NIL, specifically with our group, is really brand elevation, telling stories, taking photos, shooting videos, building graphics that promote those student athletes so that when they go out in the community, they already are known. People know who they are. They, they want to engage with them. We do have an arm of our athletic department that is focused on 
the the education when it comes to NIL. They are involved in some deal facilitation. It's not really going out and getting deals so much as helping student athletes navigate that deal making process. So that they they have a, a much more hands on function with uh, helping student athletes maximize and their opportunities in the NIL, NIL space. Our job is really to help them tell their stories and to make sure that they they have all the resources they need to tell their stories. So there there's some athletes who just they don't really care, right? And you just tell their story and they're kind of, you know, there and 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 they certainly participate when it comes, but they're not going out of their way. There's some athletes who embrace it and they want to they want to be involved with us and they want to be on camera and they want to be on a podcast and they want to they want to build their brand. So it, it really depends on the on the student athlete. But like I said, we think about brand elevation. What can we do? Our brand is well established. How can we help your brand be be just as well established and, and work together with ours in an effective way? Now, I know you guys are trying to get it into the subscription business a little bit more. You've recently launched LSU Gold. Tell us some more about that. Yeah, so that goes back to the investment side of things, right? So as we looked at the the landscape of of college sports, I remember being on a Zoom call with, there must have been 25 administrators from across the country, a handful of athletic directors, a handful of deputy athletic directors, some real key figures in college sports. And one of them on the call said, you know, the last 25 years, facilities has been the arms race in college athletics. For the next 25 years, it's going to be content. And I was with somebody else on the call and they looked at me and they said, and we're going to win that arms race. And it was at that moment that I knew, okay, LSU is, is invested in this, right? And so we sort of looked around and said, what do we need to do better differently to take our content to the next level and to get a head start in that race? And really it was, it was more people. We just needed more excellent content creators. We had at that point, you know, probably five to eight really full-time people. And they also had multiple responsibilities. You know, some were running social media, but they were sports information directors for other teams. You know, some were graphic designers with multiple sports to take care of. Some were video folks who were, you know, covering every sport, really two or three of them. And so we knew we, we, knew we needed more people, but when you're going to bring in more people, you have to justify it. And so the other thing that I looked at was the the growth of the MMR market, which is essentially monthly recurring. Sorry, I said MMR. That would be multimedia rights. I should have said MRR, which is monthly recurring revenue. It's the growth of the subscription market everywhere from the razors that you buy online to your clothing companies that send you something every month to content, obviously. And so that's where you see your Disney pluses, your ESPN pluses. The consumer of today, typically, I think the average consumer now is at least subscribed to two subscription services. You see some people with as many as 10. It's a $650 billion industry right now. By 2025, it's going to be $1.5 trillion. So we, we kind of saw that starting to emerge and said, you know what? Look at all the content that we shoot. I went to one of our video folks and I, and I said, hey, of everything that you shoot, in a football season, take me the 2019 season of everything you shot. How much did the world see? 5%, 10%. He looked at me, he said, 1%. I said, you mean to tell me there's 99% more footage from that season, just sitting on a server somewhere that no one's seen. He's like, yeah, just, we don't have time to get it all out there. We're shooting for hours and hours at a time. And we're putting out 30 second bits. I said, we've got to, we've got to get that to fans. Like they want to, there's fans that want to engage deeper than the 30 second social media bite. Let's give them something deeper to engage with. Uh, and I, th I think they'll appreciate that. So 
we came up with this idea of LSU Gold. It's in partnership with Playfly, who is our MMR, multimedia rights holder. And essentially the idea was to create depth of engagement for our fans. From the start, we said this, what we're not going to do is we're not going to take stuff that our fans have been getting for free and put it behind a paywall. We're not doing that. So anything that we've been done doing before was off limits that stays free. What we will do is build something entirely new that if they want to engage deeper, they can invest in it and have a deeper fan experience. And if they don't, they don't have to, and they don't have to try it. And it's, it's no loss to them. And so we, we developed a price point. It's at eight ninety nine a month. It's $99 a year, a little more than $99 a year. Once you, you price in the taxes and it, it was, it's a premium we thought, but what I looked at really, we pulled a bunch of data. It sort of pointed us between the seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine spot. And I looked at myself in addition to being an LSU fan, I'm a big fan of Arsenal, which is an English soccer team. Long story how I became a fan of an English soccer team. I've never been there before, but that team is a team that I engage with on a daily basis. And so I subscribe to two premium podcasts. I think both of them are like $5.99, so it's 11 bucks a month. And for my 11 bucks a month, I get to, every time I open my phone, see a new podcast in my podcast feed from these two different services. I love it. I'll never, ever unsubscribe from it because it's part of my my daily habit as a fan, right? And so I looked at our fans and I said, I think there's fans out there that feel the same way about us that I do about Arsenal. And sure enough, you know, we've been at it for, we launched on August 1. So August, September, October, November, we're four months in or so. And uh, we're starting to see those numbers really get to where we want them to be. So we're excited about it. I call it a slow burn. I didn't think it was going to be something that overnight was a success, but it's starting to really pick up pace now. And we're really happy with where it is. And most importantly, our fans are happy. We've done some survey data to see how they feel about it. And it's been super positive. So we're excited about how it started. Really excited about where it's going. Where can they find out more information about LSU Gold? You can go to lsu.gold. That's our URL. But you can also like just follow me on Twitter at Cody Worsham. I, like my DMs are open. I, I'm very responsive on Twitter, especially when it comes to gold, because I want our I, I truly care about the fan experience. Like I want our fans. I, I know like when I watch LSU on a Saturday, if it's football or if I watch the basketball team on a Wednesday morning, like our women's basketball team was playing today in front of a bunch of elementary school students from U High, or if I watch our men's basketball team or any of our teams if i watch them certainly i'm engaged in the game but i want to know more after i'm sitting there on thursday night in front of my roku there's no good games on i want to watch something on lsu what can i where can i go to well that's where lsu gold comes in and we got stuff up there every day and we're doing free seven-day trials and that's my big thing like i don't want people to sign up for it pay their money and think and then realize they didn't get their value i want them to try it and see hey is this something for me and if it's not great like we've got to do better so that it is something for you but if it is something for you we want you to engage with it get the opportunity to try it first and then and then sign up for the full year so yeah seven day free trial and then and yeah you can always follow me on twitter or or see it at lsu.gold cody really want to thank you for spending some time with us here on tech gumbo this has been fascinating both Haggai and I are both LSU alumni and bleed purple and gold. And and hearing your story and talking about this is just really exciting. Yeah, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go uh, get a bowl of gumbo, like I said, and then I'm going to keep an eye on the subscription database over the next couple of days. And I expect to see a couple of Haggai Davises in there. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be I'll be watching. I'll be watching to see if they come through. Christmas we'll is coming. <laughs> That's yeah. right. We got to buy one, give one opportunity coming up. So it sounds perfect. Thanks again. Thank you all. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.